This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Oh, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. What was that big yo about, Jack? Well, I mean, people are going to assume that they signed, they traded for Chris Bryant. No, it's just that we're in studio. We're the first time recording together in the new, beautiful 2400 Market Studios. I know, it's kind of crazy. You've been here for like a month. And I know. have recorded once. I know. Well, it doesn't make any sense. Well, it's, it's not as us. easy. It's not as easy. Definitely not. No, it's, it's like way harder. So, you know, the parking. You used to be able to park for free when I would come to the other station. You can't do that here, all that stuff. But, you know. It's all going downhill for you. It's okay. It's, it's all, okay. It's all going well. But I made it a point to come in here, Jack. Yeah, That's we it, would, it had been too long. You know, we've gotten some comments about the audio quality, which is, is fine. We're, we're getting there. We're doing our best, guys. We're doing the best we can. I mean, we just want to bring you high hopes because we love high hopes. You love high hopes. Just trying to, you know, be there for you. High hopes is still my favorite. Well, I would hope so. Yeah. It's it's just like when I know we're recording an iOS podcast, there's just a little giddiness. <laughs> I, did, dude, I did, know dude. where we're coming from. I know, like, the thing I love the most about high hopes the High Hopes podcast and the High Hopes listeners and the people that tweeted us and engage with us and leave reviews is like, like they understand us on a wavelength. Like it's the podcast for the diseased Phillies. <laughs> like this is not this is not a podcast for like eh, I'll watch a couple times a week. Yeah, check them out. This is for the this is for the people that like the Phillies are all you think about. Like, that's what that's where me and James are. Yes. Do we have to put on an act on the radio <laughs> and act like we care about what's happening with the Sixers or Eagles or you know some center like oh, what's his name on the Sixers? <laughs> um, this is the, this is the podcast for diseased Phillies fans by diseased Phillies. I love that. That's a, it. Should be our tagline. That's actually that's actually pretty good right there. We actually have a lot to talk about too because speaking of Giddy, they're playing baseball, Jack. Oh, it just, honestly, like it's been just. Dog crap weather up here. Like oh, raining awful. every day. Yeah. Awful. It's gonna be and like fifteen degrees tomorrow. Can't wait. Fifteen degrees tomorrow? Yeah, you didn't see that? For frick's sake. <laughs> and ha- Howard Erskine. Erskine? Larry McCutcheon's <laughs> best friend calls into the show day. He's like, Yeah, it's eighty degrees down here. I'm like, sure. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And but like just seeing them practice makes it feel warmer. Oh, it it really, honestly, genuinely has like added a light to my life again. Just seeing wow. the videos, seeing the excitement, like we got baseball coming back, man. I know it, I, the, the off season always flies by, uh, and then all of a sudden they're like down there I doing know. things, I hitting. Uh, like I watched the Hoskins BP like I don't know a hundred times. Well, you showed it to me like ten times. Came into the studio like ten times, been like, "Did you look at this? Yeah. Who's it remind you of? Yeah. Looking at this? Who's it remind you of? Breakout season." Um, I watched the video of Bohm fielding for at least an hour. <laughs> like I need to, I need to see what's going to translate. I need it's going to, I, because I've kind of, I've kind of, you know, I've come to the grips that they're probably not going to trade for Chris Bryant. Yeah, even and though we've got some news on that, there is some news. <laughs> There's some news. There's some news, but it feels like it's not trending in that direction. I agree, and I would be. I have said all along, I would be surprised. I was always more on the I don't expect it to happen train, but I'd be really surprised. If at this point, I'm still on the train that if he gets traded, I still need to be a Philly. I'm just not sure he's going to get traded. I don't think he's. I never thought he was going to get traded. At least uh, until the uh, trade deadline, depending on if the Cubs are out of it, all that type of stuff. But I wasn't expecting a trade in the same. Right. Um. And I'm, I'm getting to the point where it's like, all right, give me bum. 
Yeah, I'm excited. Give me, give me Alec. I'm, I'm excited. I'm cool with both sides. Yeah. I'm cool with both sides. Yeah. Although, if the freaking Braves or Nationals sweep in. Wow, well, that's this game. So, let's just get to that. Uh, Patrick Saunders, a, uh, a very good beat reporter for the Colorado Rockies, tweets out, lots of Rockies, Nolan Arenado for Cubs, Chris Bryant rumors floating out there, which is bull. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, have you ever seen a less likely thing to have happen than that? Like, how do you fall for that? I mean, come on. But... One source told me that the Cubs might be creating media noise to make a better deal with the Phillies, Nationals, or Braves. Mm, are those are those teams oh, buddy. in the same division, perchance? Oh, buddy. Oh, dude, if, if one of those teams get them. Like, if, if I'm a Braves fan, I'm honestly furious that Chris Bryant isn't a Brave. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, they, they could make, if they wanted to, if the Braves wanted to, it could be over. I mean, they have yeah. the pieces. They have the assets. It's done. Yeah, and they would be World Series favorite. Yeah. I mean right now they're they're a World Series legit World Series contender. contender yeah. So but if they, if you if you get if you get Chris Bryant to replace Josh Donaldson, yeah. Acuna's a, a year better, you've still have Freeman who's, you know, 30 and 100. Uh, and then you have that pitching staff and the bullpen that you fortified this offseason. And it's guys, like, you could just keep bringing up too. I mean, it's just They wouldn't have to try Christian Pache in that deal. It would probably be like Kyle Wright, uh uh probably Austin Riley. I was going to say Austin Riley. And the, I get, the guy that's going to be a top 10 prospect once Christian Pashi <laughs> graduates to the big leagues. Like, <laughs> it's, I, I, I laugh. Because um, you, instead of crying, day. right? It's yep. like, I laugh, so I'm not crying. No, I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you. I don't expect, I'm just hoping Bryant doesn't get traded at this point because I think it's far more likely it's the Braves and the Phillies at this point. So yeah, it's like almost I'd rather not even Arenado or Bryant get traded. Leave them as <laughs> yeah. it is. You know, the Rockies are going to be a terrible team. Let them be terrible. Well, they're going to. There, it feels like he's gonna get moved to the deadline. I think so too. Year and a half left. That's what. That's not what Machado left. Had left. That's what Machado only had a half a year left. He only had half a year left. Who had a, who had a year and a half? They, um, I mean, there have been many guys right, who right, trade right. with a year Regardless. and a half left. Yes. You know I mean. So, um, all right. Well, first and foremost, let's get back to to spring training mm. because or pitchers and catchers. Um, what's been the most exciting thing that's come out so far for you, other than of course the revelations that Andrew's real name is Larry? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's probably the most under-talked about story, I think, in Philadelphia, um, in all of baseball, and in maybe the universe. Wow, the universe. That's legit. Everyone on the Phillies is taking PEDs. <laughs> Scott Kinger, he looks Dude, huge. They are yoked. Like, what were they hey, doing all offseason? How long have we been asking for a PED, you know, thing with the Phillies? Sure. I mean, the Astros can freaking wear buzzers and stuff. Can we at least do something? Give us a chance. I know. I mean, real Muto is looking jacked. Love it. Um, they look ripped. And I think the thing, my main takeaway. Balco East, baby. Yeah. My main takeaway, <laughs> we used to be Boris Adelphia. Now we're just hoping that these guys <laughs> Dude, I'm all in. I've long been a proponent of steroids in baseball. So sure. let's go. Um, <laughs> um, but like. From from where are we? What are we? Two thousand miles from Clearwater? Is that about how how far we are? Uh, no, not less than that. I would say like uh, just a guess, but I guess like um, twelve, fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred. Okay, there. for a fifteen hundred mile away view for me is like it seems like these guys came in like it's go time, and I, they might not be the most talented team in the NL East, but I think they saw a change in manager, and I think that they said we really got to step our game up, and I think that Real Muto's a leader. I think Harper's a leader. Um, like just McCutcheon's a leader. McCutcheon's obviously. a leader for sure. I just think that the leaders in the team they came in motivated. They look right now like a team that's hungry. Look like a team that's motivated. See, the thing that the thing that I liked is that you know how after a trade deadline, if they don't make a move, teams kind of go in the tank. Sure. Like this team 
could have done that because they feel like the Phillies didn't do enough from a pitching staff standpoint. But the fact that they, they look like a team that's like, no one believes in us. Let's go out. Let's prove everyone wrong. Um, they look motivated. And, like, Joe Girardi makes me run through a brick wall. Like, every time Joe Girardi speaks, like, I swoon. Me I don't too. care if he's pandering and telling yeah, the same I don't care at all. Dude, I don't. Like, the same thing Harper. Like, yeah. Harper I knew was pandering. Don't care. Don't, don't care. Love, Love it. Honestly, pander. Oh. I prefer it. <laughs> Make me feel all warm and fuzzy inside because I love it. And, like, this is, this is like, we were both, uh, well, you were out on Gabe pretty fast. I, I understood where Gabe was coming from. But as a former player, I just knew that there's no way guys in that locker room mm-hmm. could feel the authenticity. talked about that a lot. Authenticity. And, like, there, it's just such a major step up from, from what we saw with Kapler to what we're seeing with Girardi. And I, I've said this a couple of times this offseason, and, and the more and more I see him talk and hear him talk, like, people joke about people saying that he could add, like, five to six wins to this team. I legit think he could add that to this team. I think I think it's a lot. And it's not honestly like somewhere in that range, five and wins. It, and it's not because of it's not because of the in-game, in-game strategy. No, it's the culture. It's the culture. It's the it's professionalism. The, absolutely correct. I don't I don't have to get anything like the in-game strategy is fine. I mean he's a he's long been a guy that rides his bullpen. He won't push pitch him three days in a row. Like he's more of a macro manager than a micro manager, which is good for 162 game absolutely. season. Um. But good for a bullpen where, I mean, you know, you're not gonna have guys you can count on that much anyway. I mean, know? they have like 71 guys in camp, <laughs> yeah. so they got plenty of arms. <laughs> They're uh, fine. Look, I, I think I think that's for me the biggest thing this season coming into this season is the the idea of that, especially coming off Kapler. I think Girardi brings that wherever he goes a level of demanding professionalism in a way a you know way you go about your business a toughness a culture. But especially coming off Gabe, where whether you like Gabe or not, I mean, he clearly did not demand professionalism in the same way that Joe Girardi does. He clearly let these guys kind of walk all over him. We knew that. We talked about that. He was more like a buddy than a than a, a authority. Figure. Dude, I heard I heard his first press conference. They replayed it the other day uh, on the morning show in, in San Francisco. No, no, no. From his oh, first from press conference here. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, "We're not gonna have alarm clocks." We're, oh, I remember. Oh, uh, my God. we're gonna let them show up whenever yeah. they want to work. Who needs alarm and like clock? hearing it. Now and it's like, oh my god! I, yeah, I bought this crap. I know, I know. What what player is like? Oh, perfect. Cool. I see it too. Like peace. No, we're structured. Yeah, we can't. We can't do that no. kind of stuff. And also accountability, I think, is a big part of it. And also, Girardi and I know we talked about this, but Girardi just comes in with a level of clout, a level of cachet, where those guys in the locker room have to look at him and be like, "That's Joe F and Girardi." Like we have to man up. For this dude. Yeah. Won a World Series. Won a World Won Series. Won a World Series in, in New York. Like, yep. everyone knows Joe Girardi, the manager. Um, and everyone, a, a lot of these guys, some of them at least old enough to remember Joe Girardi, the player even. And, I mean, he was a, a work-hard type of player. He won World Series as a player, too. Um, you know, wasn't the best player, but got the most out of what he had to offer. Correct. Who wins in a who wins in a arm wrestling match, Gabe or Girardi? <laughs> Maybe still Gabe. <laughs> Gabe's a, oh, Gabe's a, I might take the old strength. Gabe's a big boy, man. I might take the old strength. Sure, Girardi has that dad strength. That dad strength matters. Let me tell you about it. Did you hear the Gabe story from today? Uh, I love. Do, do I want to? Hear I love Gabe's hearing story. Gabe stories from from uh, San Francisco. So this is from Henry Schulman, and he says that uh, Kapler plans to have a long get to know you chat with Cueto <laughs> as he does with every player. Today's interaction was light. I noticed his beard glistening. And I asked him about the I asked him about the beard oil he uses. Kapler said, 
No, no, he didn't. Come on, you missed him. <laughs> no, I do. I miss laughing at this stuff. I do. I do. He's such a weirdo. Oh, it's it's such a jump up. So I'm with you. I think the Girardi thing. I agree with you. Um, Reese Hoskins new stance. Let's talk. Reese about Hoskins new stance because that is that's a a big development. It is, and so it's so I'm kind of I'm thinking about it in two ways. So when I watched Reese Hoskins last season, I saw a guy that couldn't hit an outside pitch to save his life. Like if you pitch him on the outside, he's going to try to yank it, mm-hmm. and he's going to likely pull it foul. He's trying to pull everything. Pull everything. So it's weird because he started. So he started opening up his stance, which would suggest that he wouldn't be able to reach the outside pitch. But if it makes him more lethal on the inside pitch, like he was also late to inside fastballs because he was. So Gelb did a really good breakdown of. Uh, so Hoskins was pretty much cutting himself off. So that's why he decided to open it up because he was kind of stepping towards the first baseline. Um, not as drastic as that, but stepping in that direction. And it was cutting himself off so that even, you know, 94, in, like where he would usually drive it for 400 feet, mm-hmm. he's just popping it up or popping up weakly to first base. So he opened up his stance. And if he could just get back to, at least with the inside pitches, being able to drive them, not being late on 94 on the hands, like he was at times last year, that's massive. I do worry about him um, becoming pull happy with the with, with the swing, but it just looked more it looked more fluid. Um, it reminded me of Chris Davis a lot, not the bad one, the one that yeah, with Chris of the K batted two forty seven for yes. what was it three years in a row? Yeah, and hit um, like forty five homers, listen, forty man, homers, whatever. If he has a season like if he has a if he's Chris Davis, oh with, my god, if with, he's two fifty with, with forty homers, boom, yeah, let's go. Yeah, so it's so. The, but the, the tough part about a swing change is that once things, once it doesn't work for the first time, because baseball's hard. I mean, baseball's it's a like hard work sport. At time, like it's obviously the best players are thirty percent of the time. I mean, yeah. the struggle's going to be going back to what you've done your whole life. So, like, sure, you could have this new swing and it could work for a little bit, but once it once it doesn't feel, once it slips, it's going to go back to what it used to do because you're, that's what you're mentally. That's that, it's, it's your mental. That's what you. Yes, it's a it's a crutch. It's what you go back to. Correct. Sure. What you've always done. So, um, I'm interested to see if he struggles. If you go back to his old swing, but just the fact that he's being receptive to what Joe Dillon is 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 teaching, I think, is massive. Um, uh, it seems like he was almost humbled by what happened last year. Good. Should have so, been. Like I should have been. He should have been. He's the worst hitter in baseball. <laughs> he was. I mean, some of the stats that that you see, Johnny Hellers put some crazy ones out on Twitter, but. Things where, like, we're talking about, like, if Andrew Knapp was better over the second half of the season. I mean, you know, there were pitchers who were better hitters over the second half of the season than Reese Hoskins. It's astounding how unbelievably horrendous he was over the second half of the season. Yeah, and I just, I don't like what's going on with with a lot of Phillies fans about, like, oh, Reese is so bad. Like, I just don't think he's bad. Again, we're going to take a half a season versus the rest of his baseball career? Yeah. Literally, the minors through the majors. This guy's always hit. Let him figure it out. Yeah, let him figure it out. Let him figure I it agree. out. I'm and not... don't, don't jump off the bandwagon so quickly. No, and, like, I just think that it, the lineup's going to be The lineup's going to be good. I feel really good the about lineup's the lineup. The lineup's going to be nasty. So, I'm not, like, I like where the swing's at. It looks more smooth. looks like he can generate more power. Um, it looks like he's going to be able to catch up to the fastballs inside and – I think Joe Dillon's already making a bit of a difference. I mean, the fact that they spent almost the whole offseason together, Joe Dillon's been praised as the best assistant hitting coach in baseball, um, real hands-on guy. So I, I, I am I am giving Reese Hoskins a, a, a blank slate. 
I'm I'm letting him just go. Yeah, and we're I mean, look, Joe Dilling coming from working with Kevin Long, who's long been one of the best hitting coaches in baseball, obviously did it with the Nationals last year. I just think the whole staff, we've talked a lot about Brian oh. Price. I mean, Boy. man, what an upgrade. Uh, you know, we talk about the upgrade from Girardi, from Kapler to Girardi, but I don't think we're talking enough about the upgrade from Chris Young to Brian Price. The it's upgrade the whole from, staff. It's the whole staff. Uh, it really is, though. It's the whole staff. I do think that really, really matter, matters. Another thing that I think we haven't talked about enough, and it was fun watching Zach Wheeler throw some pitches when that came out. And mm. um, I, I think that, and again, I've definitely been, you know, a part of this in that we've been so upset with the lack of filling out the roster, the not paying the tax, John Middleton, all this type of stuff that I do think we've done a disservice of not talking enough about. How big of an addition Zach Wheeler and Didi Gregorius are? And I know we talked about it when they happened, but I'm starting to get really pumped about those guys. Wheeler, I mean, I think Zach Wheeler could have a really big season. Um, I'm I'm feeling good about Zach Wheeler. I like what I'm seeing. I like what I'm hearing. I like a new spot for him, kind of getting out of New York, out of being the, you know, kind of being someone who's counted on more here. I think yeah. I think he could thrive in that role. What, what have you seen from Wheeler so far? And and have we kind of under talked because we've been so upset they didn't get more pitchers? about how much of a difference Wheeler can make. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I would be lying if I said I'm not going to take Zach Wheeler for his word. And his <laughs> word was I'm going to win two Cy Youngs in a World Series. So um, That's that's a hell of a word. That right? is my expectation with Zach Wheeler. And if he doesn't reach that, uh, I will be highly disappointed. No, but – Yeah, I, you could basically consider his career a failure yep. if he doesn't do that. What so. if he does, though? <laughs> what if he does, though? That'd be crazy. Um, so, hey, if he does, guess what? That $120 million deal is one of the best deals in baseball. So. Never doubted Matt Klentzak. <laughs> never doubted Matt Klentzak for a second. But with uh, with Wheeler, I just think that if they added one more pitcher, we're like, wow, this is a, this is a staff. But here's the, here's the thing is that everyone's melting down about the staff. Like, I, I get it. Like, everyone's like, oh, my God, staff, staff, staff. We're a year away from the staff being a surplus because Spencer Howard's coming. Yeah, honestly, half a season away, and I, they're going to have to watch his innings. I didn't realize he's never thrown more than 100 innings. That no. that that worries me. But neither did Paddock. No, and Paddock never pitched but above. But Paddock also really faded down the stretch. They had to keep you know kind of messing with his innings, putting him on you know sending him back down, all that type of stuff. So Spencer Howard's not going to come up and pitch three quarters of a season with the Phillies. He's going to be someone who's going to go up and down, who's going to kind of be in and out, and they'll find a phantom way to to. I almost said DL. I L M. We're so Thank far you. away. I have to remember these things. Um, you know that that kind of stuff will happen. But Spencer Howard is real. Yeah. Like he's real. Yeah. The fact that they have Alec Bowman and Spencer Howard and they're both it's actually really good. We have two real guys at like, the same two, time. Two top top thirty prospects in baseball. Is like, that allowed? No. And they're major league ready. <laughs> I know. At the same time. I know. And they drafted and developed them. I know. I know. I can't believe it. And they're not like fringe outfitters like Adam Hazley. Like, no. They're legit. They could be real players for this team. Was that allowed? No. They broke the rules. Mm, it's like you, it's basically the same thing as the We're going to find a loophole in the system. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, and tell me, let me just get this off my chest. Oh, I was going to get there. You want to just go to it? Well, I don't know if we're talking about the same thing. I'm talking about, like, the Phillies are fourth in war oh, since okay. 2013. Good. We're going to get to the Astros. That was oh, my that's point. fine. We'll get like, there's like, the Phillies are fourth in war since 2013 with their drafts. It's like, oh, my God, can we stop? Is that a real thing? It's a real. St- it's, a real st- it's a real stat. I just don't care. Like, yeah. I just it it, it, it drives me crazy. I mean, come on, 
just look at what's there. They're just not. A, they haven't been great at this. No. But but those two but, guys could be real. Listen, real guys and, matter. And I I honestly I'm starting to get annoyed with how people talk about the farm system. Like there's legit guys in the farm system that are close. Like Damon Jones is is legit. Like he could be a difference maker in the bullpen. Like like Eric Miller is a guy who's. There's so many dudes. I'm just telling you, there's so many legit. What a, shock, it's not, what a shocking turn of event, events. Jack Fritz is higher on the farm system than right, other but, but there's not, like It's not what we're talking about believing in a Cole Irvin type. Right. Like, these guys actually have stuff. Connor Siebel has stuff. Like These guys have stuff. stuff. And like it's it's turning. It's turning. Jackie O. Hold on. You thought, Jackie O. Dude, we're 42 days away from opening. Day. <laughs> I know. You thought I was going to stay like, Hello. I don't know, we'll see what happens. No, I'm, I don't want to see what happens. I'm feeling the juices too. And look, we've both said, and I, I'm gonna guess you haven't moved off it either. Like, when the time comes that we're doing our season preview pods and all that stuff, which please bring. I need baseball in my life. I need my TVs to be filled up with the Phillies on one and some random game on the other. I need it. I like. I need it. I need it. Yeah, but when we get to the time, we're both going to be saying we think they're going to get a wild card spot. I, I think they've done enough, and I think Girardi's going to make a difference enough where I, I don't buy they're the fourth best. I think, sure, on paper, they might be the third or fourth best team in their division, but I think the Nationals are going to sag back a bit. I don't believe in the Mets as much as other people do. I think they're going to end up finding a way to get a wild card. Oh, you don't believe in the Mets? Like, I mean, come <laughs> on, dude. The Mets a lot are- of people really believe in the Mets, man. I don't know what to tell you. What are, what are people going to learn? Like, what are, what are people going to learn? They're the kings of preseason. I know. Although I guess they did technically go to the World Series in 15. but No, the, the, the Mets may be all right. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. The division's going to be good. The division's like, going to be fun, fun. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's the best division of baseball. Think about that. Even, even the Marlins. They'll be better. Marlins will be Listen, better. That staff is – I like that staff. Yeah. And six, I like the bull. Six though on the way up and all that still too, so. Oh, don't worry. They won't pay him a couple years, and we'll take him back. There you go. Uh, yeah. Positive attitude, Jack. We're Jack, so yeah. we're so close to baseball. Like this next this next month's gonna fly by. I hope so. Or it could go like a take forever type I know. of deal. Because yeah, it, usually the first couple of days is like, yeah, oh my god, everything. Come on, so it's close. gonna take forever because we just wanted to. Like the first spring training game. We're so like, close. With and the seventeenth like, or twenty second. So like, I don't ever. So I'm in a personal dilemma because Uh-oh. I don't. Like, I don't ever watch TV when I'm producing. Like, I don't either. But the Phillies play at one oh. during the day. Oh, like, but so we're both in a dilemma here. I'm going to record and watch at home anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't watch when I produce. I'm going to glance a glance, but I can't. I just can't. It's hard. There's just, there's so many guys that, dude, they have 71 players. I know. They have yeah. 71 players. Yes. They gave Tommy and, Hunter major league deal the other day. five of them are bullpen guys. So we're yeah, they don't even have a starting nine. There's so many bullpen guys. They're literally just throwing darts and seeing what happens. But I'm fine with that. You know, if you're sure, I would, listen, mu- dude, I would much dude. rather they have spent money. Don't get me wrong, but since they didn't, I'm fine with this approach. But it's so hard. Like it's, we've learned the last couple of years, paying on bullpen guys and having a return on investment. Almost never happens. Yeah, look at, I mean, so, the Mets made a traded a top ten prospect for MVP. They traded Mike Trout two point They traded to Mike Trout two point Fucking carried away. Well, I'm there. I love Jared Klenick. <laughs> He's great. I love. Him. I love him even more now. The Mets trade him away. I'm rooting for that guy. Love it. But like, this is, of course, this is what we do. I get it. Of course, we talked ourselves in this bullpen being like fine. <laughs> but like, I like this approach better than nine million dollars a year for Tommy Hunter. Look, I I do agree with that. We we've talked a ton. That's why we're really more upset that they didn't sign another starter. That that's an area where it would have just made it. It would have made everything so much we'd, better. We'd all feel so good about this. Team Although, right did you see the Cole Hamill's injury? I did. It's a real shame that trader. 
Uh, it's, <laughs> is that called karma? It's going to keep him off the wall of fame. Yeah. Karma. Or the, it's going to keep his number unretired here. <laughs> Anyone can wear 35. I don't care. Give it, you hate Cole. You don't You don't give Cole the respect he I deserves. I don't give Cole the respect. I know. Because he was, he was an ace for one year. He was the World Series oh MVP. Oh, my God. You, you put so much freaking Because it's emphasis. the only World Series I won in my lifetime. Oh, my How God. Nick Foles is the best quarterback in Eagles history, right? Well, he was. It's ridiculous, dude. He was the reason they lost in 09. Jack. If he didn't suck in 09, Jack, they're back-to-back back World can Series Can I give you three words? They the World Series MVP. Three I got words. you. Flags fly forever. Nice. Guess what? They could have had multiple flags if he didn't suck in What's, 09. Can I quick question? What? What is the point of playing baseball? To have fun. To win the World Series, Jack. Don't give me that crap. Don't give me that crap. For you playing baseball, it's a beer league. Sure, it's to have fun. Dude, I was thinking about that the other day. I gotta get in shape. I was like, I was like overheating in my league last year, like oh, oh, five no. innings in. Oh no, so hot, oh, no. so hot. I need to, I need to shed some weight fast. Although, I'm well, it's a point of Brian Lent, right? I am down four pounds. I'm actually, as we kind of said before, I'm wrapping back to it. I, I am kind of the the more we get to the, you know, I don't think they're gonna trade for Brian. The more excited I am about mom, and the more okay I am with not trading for Brian. Yeah, we we said it last time, but. We would have been devastated if they didn't get Bryce Harper. Um, I wouldn't be devastated. No. I, I would be up. If he, but if he goes, but here's the thing: like if he goes to the Nationals or Braves, yeah, like I'm going to be upset. Yeah, that, I'll be really upset. I'm going to so. be upset, especially it's, if like, it's easy to say that now. Right. Than when they don't drink. It's easy to say that when we. It's easy to see that when we see Girardi and Bohm, uh fielding ground balls together. Oh God! God what a, what a, <laughs> it's not going to be great. What a guy. Can the DH get here already, please? Nope, never. Please. The only reason I want the DH in the NL, which I do, I hate the DH. It really helps the Phillies. It really helps <laughs> like the Phillies. The Phillies are so set up for the DH. Yeah. Oh, let's Just go. move to the American League. You did it with the Astros. Yeah, true. And the Brewers flipped over the National League. It can happen. Just are you, you old enough to remember that? No. Really? No. I guess that makes sense. It was early 90s. When did they move over? The early 90s. Oh, yeah. They, the, the Brewers used to be an American League team when I was young. That How about sucks. that? Isn't that crazy, Jack? That sucks. <laughs> They're an NL team for me. Back when Pat Listash is winning the Rookie of the Year. You remember that? Isn't, yeah. No, no, I don't. No. Anyway. I don't. But speaking of the Brewers, yes. I was thinking about, uh, I think my favorite comp for Alec Bohm. You ready for it? Mm-hmm. Because I think it makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Is Ryan Braun. <laughs> because. Wow. Because when Ryan Braun give me Ryan Braun because when Ryan Braun well non minus the steroids yes uh, yeah. when Ryan Braun came up he was a third baseman he was, was a dog crap at third base remember oh eight oh yeah he was he was the third baseman of the Brewers that Brewers team he just was terrible at it awesome as a hitter though. oh my god like raked from the jump like the moment he came up raked dude and like it was it was like he was one foot. of those guys who won people fantasy leagues that first year because he came up a month into the season and was just a dominant player. Right, but so what they did, and what I think the Phillies should do, and there's, if they don't trade for Chris Bryant, like just make Bohm the third baseman and let him sink or swim. Yeah, like he's gonna either be able to field or he's not gonna be able to field. Like it's not that, it's not that difficult. It's not that difficult to figure out. So in 2008, when Ryan Braun was 24 years old, which is what Bohm is going to be next season, he he batted 285 with a 335 OBP. <laughs> 37 homers. Yep. I don't think Bohm's going to do that. 37 homers. Don't think Bohm's going to do that. It's crazy. It's crazy. But he also, he started, he started 
and 07 is when he so in 07 he played 112 games at third base. And he was horrible at it. And in 07 he came up and he batted 324. Mhm. Ryan Braun's a freak. Yeah, Ryan Braun was really good. He was really good. Yeah. Really good. Um but the, that kind of thing where they just let him come up in 07 and they let him sink or swim. If he can play third base, can play third base, great. That solves a lot of issues. If he can't, whatever. We'll move him to left field. We'll figure it out. I didn't put it together that the only two great Jewish ball players of my lifetime were both jaders. Wow. Sucks. Kicking the kicking that hurts. Out. Speaking of which, let's really quickly get to this Astros thing. And then I want to get to some structural changes for the game this season, which I'm sure we're going to disagree on because we have in the past. And then some potential structural changes down the road that has everybody fired up. Everything's great. <laughs> I, I think people are not going to agree with me, but I can't wait for that. That's what happens. Astros. Um, obviously, Jim Crane came out today <laughs> and just, just pissed at everyone's ears. What? One of the most horrendous... Pre- I mean, we, we ripped John Middleton for that press conference. This was eight zillion times worse. This guy had a month to prepare, comes out and says, everything's fine. It's all good. It didn't help us. You can't... Know that it didn't help, but but it didn't help. I mean, it was it was insane, Jack. What the, was your takeaway from the whole today's team, the, asinine press? Yeah, it was like it was like they weren't even remorseful for anything. It was unbelievable. They're like, we'll do it they again. They may as well have just come out banging trash cans. Like walked into the room banging on some trash cans and being like, ha ha, screw everybody. We won, and you can't take but, it away. Wouldn't that have been better? In, in like than what they did today. Then the just be it. They may as well just lean into it and been the villains of baseball. You're going to be the villains of baseball anyway. You may as well say, "Screw you. We don't care. We won the World Series. Come at us." I would have respected it more, at least. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's so tough to root for those guys now. I know it's just yeah, Alec. I, I, as many High Hopes listeners know, as you know, I've long said that Alex Bregman, my favorite non-Philly in baseball, because he's Jewish. I can't say that anymore. Like, I can't. What I'm, a fall from grace. I'm really mad how's, at him. How's he handling that news? I'm, I, I think of everything going on, this is probably the biggest blow. Yeah. The, you know, everything he speaking... else, he could get by with everything else. But hearing that me, James Seltzer, yeah. doesn't like him as much anymore, I mean, wow. what are you supposed to do? I, I mean, don't know. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to recover from this. It's going to be tough. Um... I, I I was kind of working, so I didn't get home and watch the whole thing. But I did see the uh, Bregman and Altuve's thirty second. Oh, it's basically like, yeah, we feel bad. We'll see you later. Peace. Yeah, it was like the PR staff handed yeah. them this. Whatever their statement was, and then it's like, all right, uh, Alex and Jose aren't answering questions, but here's Dusty Baker. It's like Dusty Baker had nothing to do with this. And like poor, poor Dusty's I like know. just happy to have a job du- again. Dusty's like paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> said, please, Dusty, come make <laughs> us was, I mean, And to be fair, probably the only smart thing they did was put Dusty out in front because he's the one person in that organization who has a clean record, so to speak, so, and, and is respected throughout the sport. It was smart. But everyone likes him. How could you not? I like Dusty. I mean, a, Dusty seems like a great guy. What a, what a just bleep show. It really I is. mean, seriously. All right, so what do you think it means for baseball? What does it mean for the – I mean, obviously the Astros, it's going to be – they're going to have a bullseye on them all season long. I think it's going to be really tough for the Astros to thrive this season. They're going to have a bullseye in every single park they go to from the fan base, from the players. I mean, 
I mean, people like Clevenger and Bauer and all these guys. I mean, Mike Clevenger might take someone's head off when yeah. he's facing the Astros. Bauer definitely is going to take someone's head off when he faces the Astros. I wonder if the, I wonder if the Reds play the uh, Astros this year. I'm sure they do at some point. I mean, interleague play, right? I mean, well, that doesn't mean you play the. You don't play every AL team. You play every AL team. No. I thought you did. No. Well. The Phillies played the AL West this year, so we played the Astros. Oh, ho, ho, I wish it, I wish it was here because we could do the. Uh, remember the sign from when Bonds came, like Ruth did it on hot dogs. How'd, <laughs> how'd you do it or yeah. whatever? Man, if I I just if the Astros came here, well, it just everyone should bring a trash can. They I would just, get destroyed. Oh, it'd be amazing. So they they're not coming forced, here. Is it in? Is it in it's Houston? In a, it's in Houston. Uh, it's a shame. They they should be forced to change that and come here. I agree. Um, well, they could just come here in the World Series. Oh, oh, buddy. Um, so the thing, the thing I think, honestly, my my honest thoughts is that they made the Astros the 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 poster child for this because the the Astros are like so snobby. Yep. Jeff Lunau is awful. I can't stay like for everyone. Oh, what a dick. I mean, he's dude, just a dick, dude. Like, let's be real. He's awful, and like just he's it, still trying to blame other people. Yeah, it's besides, I know. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> and. Nothing to do with these guys. <laughs> it okay. was the bench coach. And then the report comes out that it was all of them. And like it's like it's out there. Like we already knew it was you, but like now it's like clearly you There's like emails. Like dude. I know that's what I'm saying. Like it's like clearly you. And he's ah. He's clearly just a nerd that never had any friends. Yep. And like this is the first time he's ever had to deal with something mm-hmm. like this. Like he was used to getting shoved in lockers as a high schooler. <laughs> no, but so like I just think that the with the Astros are just being made the poster trial because they're so awful and there's such a bad culture there. And MLB's like making an example of them, and I don't think we're gonna hear much. Like st- stories will come out, stories will leak out about other teams doing this because I think other teams are doing 100%. it. A hundred percent. I mean, that's all you're hearing is a lot of players saying, "Hey, this is going on all over the place." Well, yeah, and like, dude, who, who, which team was affected the most by the cheating? Uh, the Dodgers. Have you heard anything from the Dodgers? No, I'm sure the Dodgers were doing something. Right. Too. The Dodgers are way too smart an organization to not be looking for those types of right advantages, especially Friedman and stuff. So yes. So, um, in case you're wondering what that pause is about, the lights just the went lights off. Lights just flickered off and on here. On. So I just we're think still that, working out the kinks here. Yeah, I just think that uh, the Astros are like they're gonna get they're gonna get the 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 crap end of the stick. This yeah, year. They, they will, are. and um, they deserve it. Not to just because other teams were doing something, which I'm sure they were. I'm sure we'll hear something about Cora and the 2018 Red Sox. I think we can all assume that there was something going on there. Um, but. The Astros still, whether or not everyone else was doing it or what, the Astros deserve everything they get. Yeah, and they've acted like a holes. And and I would just really appreciate if stories stopped coming out about the Yankees, because I don't need Girardi getting yeah, involved in all this. Tell me about that. I will not. I will say the the Yankees have been pretty strong in talking. In like Hal Steinbrenner came out and was like, I'm pissed. Like you know, like oh Robertson. I mean, yeah. Robertson destroyed yeah. them yesterday. So I, at least, look, and I think that is a good point. When you see these teams, like, I'm guessing the Cleveland Indians didn't do this because Clevenger, Bauer was on the team at the time. Like, all these guys in the Indians are coming out and being like, screw everybody. This is BS. So I do think that there is something to seeing these teams that are coming out and talking a lot. Like, it would take a lot of chutzpah to, to, to come out and say, you know, these assholes, blah, 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 and you're doing it too. Like, yeah. that would you know that's why that's why I don't think the Dodgers. Do I I'm with you. I'm with you. So they're they're being made the post trial, which is fine. They're terrible and awful culture down there. Yes. So um, they deserve it. And I just again, if you if anyone comes near Girardi, I'm gonna lose it. Yeah, I am oh, not. I'll, I'll throw my body in front of it. I'm not in a mental state to lose Joe Girardi. No, 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 no. I am no. too far down this road. No. I've t- listen, I, dude, James. I'm not even kidding you. Kidding, like kidding with you. 
I've decided he's going to be my manager for the rest of my life. He, he's, again, I'm 25 this. years old. He's the most important person in my life right now. That's how I feel like about Joe Girardi. Dude, I'm 25. I, I, I realistically don't ever see myself not having Joe Girardi be my manager. <laughs> Is sure. that, could that be a short life? Lifetime contract. Yeah. Nope, not yet. From me. I will give Joe Girardi a lifetime contract. I will not watch Phillies baseball without Joe Girardi. How's oh, that? Man. Oh, man. What's, what's so nice about this, I I said this a couple times, like, when I first got into to media and whatnot, I was like, ah, I know more than every single person here. You're all <laughs> <laughs> you're, you? You're all stupid. Um, And what the Kapler thing forced me to do was, like, take mental notes on, like, signs to look for, signs that are bad. And, like, the contrast I've learned from Kapler to Girardi is, like, oh, that's what they <laughs> That's <laughs> what Ew, they I get it. Yeah. So I've been humbled. Yeah. You know, all great, all great leaders of men were humbled <laughs> True. at some point. It's well so, said. Listen, <laughs> oh, very honest on this high on the High House podcast, and uh, that's where yeah. we're at. It's good. Mm. It's good. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be fascinating. This is not going away anytime soon. And, and uh, last point on this, like, Rob Manfred's not a good commissioner. I mean, this is, I mean, uh, you think? to allow the players to get off here with nothing, to allow them to have no repercussions at, on them at all, I mean, that's a that's a bad miss. That's well, a, but that's because they gave him I know everything. why, but but regardless, man, like, I don't care. Like, what would you rather? I, I, I see what you're saying, but, like, I would rather those guys be in the game and told everything and get the – bad eggs, quote-unquote, out, then lose them. Like, I don't want to lose Alex Bregman for I year. don't want to either, but it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right that they can come and, you know, sit on the podium and read some BS statement and then just go play baseball. Like, it just doesn't feel right. It feels wrong. Also, I know that we're piling on the Astros, but I actually, I want to see A.J. Hinch get hired again. I like A.J. Hinch. Yeah. He's a good dude. I think he's a good look, dude. Look, I think he, look, A.J. Hinch, I think, of all of them, the most sympathetic figure there it does seem like at least he tried to do something about it but clearly didn't do enough and deserves the punishment he gets because you were the manager of the baseball team and if you really wanted to stop it you could have stopped it. Yeah. you didn't have the balls to stand up to him that's that's what it is but i agree of all of them aj and seems like the best guy. do you think that they're trying to buzz him when he had garrett cole warmed up in game seven <laughs> buzz buzz shut up i'm not listening to you guys i'm Beating up on the cameras back there, <laughs> taking down the computer. Don't tell me to put Garrett Cole in this game. Garrett Cole in because he wanted to lose. He felt like it was it was. Oh, if they won again, yeah. the bleep storm that would have came out of it. And even then, just just he was like, you know what? We deserve to lose. This is some BS. I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's. Uh, the only explanation. It's the only one. All right, um, couple other things we got to get into as uh, some interesting stuff from a a Major League Baseball perspective. We'll get into the uh, the playoff thing in a minute because I'm sure that's going to be a volatile conversation. But uh, some changes for the season that came out. One of them, the biggest that we've talked about before, um, the three-battle rule is a thing. It's happening. It's actually here. It's happening. How do you feel about it? I know you were very against it before. You still feel very yeah, against it. I don't know if I was ever you against it. You were more it. against it than I was, at least. No, I just – I I, I, I want to – here's the thing, is that I think it's going to ultimately – there's going to be some – some issues. thing that blows up in a manager's face and it looks ridiculous. Like it looks like, hey, why do we even have the three batter minimum? But I don't hate it. Like I, I want to see what I want to see what it could do. And now we have John Barchard here. I just I just wanted to point out that you guys are obviously the rock stars of this building. Thank you. Because 
Jack's been in here twice already. Meanwhile, Go Birds podcast and everybody else has finally get in here. We so, don't curse on this podcast, Bartrick. Oh, my bad. Family podcast. My bad. We don't care. I'm going to have to edit. You have to make me edit stuff now, Bartrick. Come on. More you got to do a better job than that. But, but I just want to say I love you guys, oh. and I'm glad the studio's working. Oh. And I'm getting out of here now. All right. Uh, go Philly. All right. Well, go go Phillies. Phillies for now. I like that. There we go. A dynamite drop in from Bartrick that we'll have to edit half of out. I yeah. like it. This is a lot of bleeps. Yeah. Very excited, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, so three batter minimum. Back back to baseball, which is what we're here for. Johnny baseball every. <laughs> um, the three batter minimum, like, it's interesting, and I like the concept of it because I like, I hate watching September baseball. Me too. Um, now they're reducing the roster, so it doesn't totally matter. Um, but I just think that I think ult- I my hope I'm going into it with hope that that it moves the game along, and we're not seeing loogies. And like guys are coming in, like no more one batter for a pitcher that I'm making a pitcher. Like if I have to see two to three pitching changes in an inning, without a bunch of hits in between, not cool. So I I understand that I I I like a I'm a pure baseball like purist mm-hmm. I guess that people call me. Um, yeah, yeah, people do call you that. But I I'm I'm interested to see how it how it works. I I'm not just poo pooing it because it's change. Even though I don't like changing. How do you for that, man? Thank you. We're I all am. Growing. I'm really proud of you. Seriously. We're trying to grow. Come, trying to grow around here. Good stuff, man. Uh, so I just want to see how it's going to work. Because if it if it moves the game along, I obviously all these pitching changes, and like it makes Tommy Hunter more valuable. Um, I mean, really, it does. He can pl- face righties and lefties. Of course, it makes him more valuable for sure. That's why I swooped in a day before the. I know. Uh, I know. Contact's playing chess no, while you're playing stop, checkers. Come on. Stop. I've said that for years. Stop. Everyone knows it. Everyone listening to this podcast knows it. I've said that he's you playing. Going back to King Glentech. Is that a thing? <laughs> King Glentech. <laughs> um, I like it. I, I'm, I'm, I want to see how nice. it's going to work. That makes me happy. I, I, I like the idea of moving the game along, not having a thousand pitching changes. And honestly, it could help offense, you know? Yeah. So. I, I, and I also think it, it, look, I think it's a new layer of strategy, too. And we have a smart manager. Like, why wouldn't I want another layer of strategy? I think that's really going to help the Phillies. I think Girardi is someone who's going to pick this up quickly. I, f- I feel really good about yeah, it. Yeah, and we have 71 bullpen members. Yeah, another good point. And I get, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, this is going to make the loogie extinct and all that. It's oh, like, stop. Stop it. You know what? Learn how to get out right in it. I'm sorry. Listen, Jerry, Jerry Blevins is fine. Yes, he'll be fine. He's been around for 200 years. Yes. Okay. Jerry Blevins, the last loogie. <laughs> Well, all I'm saying is Adam Morgan better figure it out. Adam Morgan better figure it out. It does make Liriano valuable, though. It does make Liriano, Liriano can value. get righties out, too. So They brought him in in both situations last yeah. year. Uh, well, it does seem like the, some of these moves they made were with this in mind, which is, you know, give Matt a little credit. Playing chess. Scotia credit. Playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. Yes, sure. Said it for years. Yes, yes, sure. The Braves are playing checkers, I guess. Yes, that sounds right. <laughs> That sounds right. All right, so we're both on board for the three batter minimum. Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I'm sure there'll be situations that come out where there's things where, you know, maybe it is a, um, oh, they need to work on that or they need to adjust for that. But I, I think on the whole, it'll be more positive than negative. Um, any of these others stand out to you? The roster, obviously, I think uh, rosters um, being shrunk down to 26. That's fantastic. One of the best things they could have done. We've been calling for that. Forever. Forty man rosters is insane. It was so stupid. I mean, it was. I get. Look, you could still call the guys up and all that stuff, but but they just can't be active for those games. It's crazy town. Um, so twenty eight players on the active roster is what it's going to be. So that is good. Um, what do you think of the two way player designation? Did that do anything for you? That idea? No. 
Me neither. Not really anything uh, exciting. That's nerd this. stuff. It's all nerd stuff. Okay. Wait, hold on. But the one thing I think interesting, uh, they produced it from 30 seconds to 20 seconds, the challenges. Oh, you only have 20 seconds to, to decide seconds. if you're going to do it or not. Oh, I like that. I, I, I don't need to see, and I know Gabe, was, I think it was probably Gabe was more annoying about it, but the, hold up. Yep. Hold up. I got the finger in the, one to, um, phone, get in the phone. Hold on. Yep. Yeah. Move the game along. And Move the game along. Also, it keeps the human element, so you can't, you don't have like you know the Phillies replay guy being like locked in and know yeah. exactly what's going to happen. It's a great point. It makes it more strategy. I agree. So, um, anything, and, and anything for what help. it's worth in baseball, I feel like certainly more than football. Uh, like way, 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 way more than football. They get it right in baseball, which I think is well because it's important. You it's, know the outcome. Like, a lot, well, yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's pretty more clear cut. cut and dry. Like once you slow down to the guys hitting each other and yeah. balls flying out and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I agree, but still, it's I, I'm happy to get right. All right, let's get into the big thing that a lot of people have been talking about, and this is not something that is definitely going to happen. We don't know if it's going to happen. Proposed for 2022 potentially, the new playoff <laughs> format. The idea that they will add four wild card teams to in each division. It would be seven teams making the playoffs instead of five. There would be a best two of three series between the first. Uh, four teams uh, as the fifth team, the top seed, would get a bye. Um, and the higher seeds would get to pick their opponents. Jack, what do you think of these new foes? Uh, I I don't want any more teams in the playoffs. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I like that, that it's hard to make the playoffs. I like that it's hard. I like that the best teams in baseball in the playoffs. I hate when half the teams in the league Make the freaking playoffs, and it just waters it all down. I absolutely hate it. Absolutely. I could not be more against it. I understand more teams, more playoff revenue. I don't give it. I don't care. Shove it. I literally don't care. I want the best version of the playoffs, and the best version of playoffs playoffs does not involve an 84-win baseball team. Well, like, it just I mean, doesn't. that happens already, so, I mean. It just doesn't happen. Like, I just, I don't have any interest. If it happens in a fluke year, that's fine. The Phillies were like would have been like three games out of making the playoffs last year, and that team should have sniffed the playoffs. Yeah, it makes it more fun though. Teams are more involved. I uh, so here's the thing. I the only literally the only part of this proposition that I don't like that much is the adding of teams. But I think the positives outweigh the negatives. I love a lot of this. I mean, first and foremost. I know a lot of people don't like it. They think it's nonsensical or Mickey Mouse or whatever. Well, I love is. the idea of picking your opponent. I think it's awesome. I think it adds a whole other layer to it. I think it makes it fun. It's, you know, we talk so much about baseball needing to, to you know, get with the times, to, to be more young and fun and different and all that. This is a different idea. It's something that's fun and exciting and adds in it. Another level to these matchups adds to rivalries, adds to the 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 fire for each team in these games. I just think it's fun. Like I think it's different and fun. Bill Simmons has talked about this for years, but he's talked about it with the NBA that they should allow teams to pick their opponents. Why not? Like why not? Isn't that a fun idea? Do you hate that part of it? Are you? Are, no, I don't. I don't hate it. I think it's candy ass. Like, it is. It is a little Mickey Mouse. But you know what? Baseball needs to do some fun stuff. We can't just sit and be like. Baseball has a problem. It's that it's an old person's game these days, man. I'm 25. They need you are the you're no. first of all you're an old 25. When it comes to mentality, I'm younger than you are. Even though, as we all know, I'm so old and older than you. I'm definitely younger. Now your than joints. You. I <laughs> the old fart. Not great. Um, dude, like, why am I less averse to change than you? Why? 
You're younger than me. You should be more into change than I am. I love change. No, I'm just sticking it. Change sticking. is good. Change I is don't good. hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I've said it. I don't hate well, it. You said you're trying not to hate it. Is what you said. I think it, I think it's candy ass. Okay. But I do think that here's the thing. And I love that. I love that that once he gets a buy. Because that makes getting the one seed so much more valuable. It's something that now it's like people don't care about the last couple weeks of the season. They don't care about being that top seed, playing for the best record. You just want to win your division. Like playing for that best record would mean something. And I think that that adds a layer of, of you know, excitement. And, and I think it'll keep teams more invested at the top end of things instead of kind of just resting guys for the playoffs. And then we see a lot of those top seeds kind of lose that fire. That's why wildcard teams seem to – Go on runs and stuff is because these teams are fighting for their lives and they keep fighting for their lives. I do think they could be a good thing for the best teams because they have to fight the whole way through and they kind of keep that mentality. So yeah. I love the one seed getting a bye. And and well, and I love, I know you you have a very good counterpoint to this, but I love getting rid of the one game playoff. I'm so it's it's just silly to play 162 games and then your season comes down to one game. It's so stupid. But yeah, it's this the is games. A, it's a great cap. The games are always they're awesome. always great. It's a great game, and it's fun for the viewer that you know, winner take all. It's like a game seven. Like it's awesome. It just if you want to talk about candy, it's ass, not the baseball. idea of 162 games and it comes down to that. Yeah, I, we, that's been that's been argued over and over. And my always counter, and I listen. I agree. Yeah, like baseball's a game of series. You have series all year. You yes. don't play one game. Yes, <gasps> but but the games are amazing. Every year the uh, games are amazing. Yeah. I know, I know. Every year. They're always amazing. It's a great so, counter. It's a great counter. So uh I like I I the the picking your teams thing, I think people are making too big a deal out of it. Like you you have to, if you're a, if you're baseball, if you're major league baseball, you have to you have to figure out what are Skip and Shannon gonna talk about, what are Absolutely. Uh, what are Stephen A and Max Conner gonna talk about. Oh, it's such a great point, Jack. And I it, mean people talk about the NBA. Year round. And the NBA sucks. Yes. Baseball's so much better. It's just better. And people talk about the NBA year round. Like, oh, NBA players. There's a the whole team movement. Oh, he's going here. Like, like that should be baseball, man. Like, that's what baseball used to be. Baseball should be the thing that people are talking about. And at least with this idea, it creates buzz. It creates excitement about the sport. Yeah. And, it, and, and think about it in local markets. Think about it in local markets. Like, Phillies are, uh, you know. Who should they decide? Should they pick the Mets? Totally. Should they pick the Cardinals? Totally. Like, would that be wrong? Like, what are they doing? And then when they lose, it's Meltdown City. Yes. It's like, why'd you pick that team? And if you're on the other side of it, you're like, those effing Mets want to play us? Let's go. You know, there's just, it adds a level to of excitement and enthusiasm to something that I just think baseball could use. And I, I just, it's not such a drastic change that the game is being changed. It doesn't change anything from playing the game perspective. Now, now it's Bauer... Just, Bauer's been really outspoken about it, and I get it. And he is right. He is right about Bauer's one. outspoken about a yeah. lot of things. He is. Yeah. He's right about one thing. I mean, start allow allow people to share whatever they want. Like, oh my God! That of all his points, and Bauer did have some good points in there. I think a lot of them are crazy. And Buster only refuted one of them, where he was like, you know, it's going to be too long a layoff. It actually turns out that the number ones he would have the exact same layoff as they would have now because of the way it would be structured. But regardless, that has been my number one criticism with baseball for a long time. Going back to why people talk about the NBA, it's because of House of Highlights. It's because of this and that. It's because you can find basketball content anywhere. Baseball is draconian about it. Like, let everyone see everything. The fact that Pitching Ninja, we've talked about this Almost before. Almost got shut down. Got shut down on Twitter, and it took, uh, like, working out a deal with Major League Baseball to get him back. Like, it's crazy. 
All that guy do all that guy was doing was trying to get people to love baseball. Like it's he does crazy. Love baseball. I love pitching ninja. If you don't follow Pitching Ninja on Twitter, follow Pitching Ninja. It I is love, I love, such a great account. There's nothing more that I love than following people that love baseball. Me too. I love baseball. Me too. Like John Boy's up there for yes. me. Um, yeah. So just like allow the game to be grown. Like we should be seeing every diving organically. Play. Exactly. It should be. It should be every time there's a big play. I should be seeing it all over Twitter, all over whatever. The kids like. need to see Mike Trout. The yes. kids need to see this though. Yes. Like home runs are home runs are not as easy to sell as they used to be because like they just happen so frequently. Totally. But the defensive plays are like crazy. Totally. Totally. Uh so I'm I'm very with you, especially with and that's the thing that I think, you know, like a lot of people don't realize about baseball is from a technological perspective, I mean, they actually were way out of the time. I mean, bam, I mean, Bud Selig, a lot of issues with his tenure as a commissioner. I think he's actually kind of uh You miss him? Yes. <laughs> I think Bud actually gets a, a much worse rap than he should. I think he wasn't as bad a commissioner as people make it out to be. But starting BAM was one of the best things that ever happened in Major League Baseball. I mean, BAM is technology that is being used in so many other facets now. I mean, it was a, a genius thing to start BAM. Like, they have done good things technologically. It's just they are so draconian about allowing this stuff to get out there and all that stuff. So. What is BAM? <laughs> I don't, what is BAM? It's their digital media type stuff that they did. It's uh, it was it does. was that revolutionary in like '95? No, and you were ba- like, oh look my god, Bam. look People at this. People are still using Bam. Who was I just listening to? Who talked about? Um, oh my god, yeah, you'll be alright. Ah, this is gonna kill my soul that I didn't. Oh, uh, Bob Iger, Bob Iger with the Bill Simmons podcast. We're oh. talking about Bam. But regardless, um, Bob Iger sounds a hundred years old. I don't know who he is. Yeah, he sounds like an old guy. You know Bob Iger is. I don't know who Bob Iger is. Come on, dude. I don't know anything. He's the CEO of Disney. Really? Bob Iger is one of the most powerful people in the world. So, yes, Bob Iger. He was on the Bill Simmons podcast. You should check it out if you listen to other podcasts. Okay. This is the only one that matters. So, um, anyway, uh, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, the High Hops IPA. I've been- oh, 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 my God. There, might, there are a few things I'm more excited about in this world. I've been oh, working yeah. on it. I've been uh, researching what I want it to be. Yes. Uh, and I decided that, like, it's kind of like I turn, it's turned into my baby. So my, my idea is that I want to make it the the ultimate beer to drink at a ball game. period. Drinkable. Or, I just want to make it. It's got to be sessiony. Yeah, I want, I want it to be a, a, between 5 and 6%. Perfect. Uh, West Coast. And, like, it's hoppy. It has, it's piney. I've, just, I've figured out the recipe. I know where I want to go with it. I want to make sure it's. Between five and six percent, and something you can drink a lot of, and just makes you feel baseball. Like when I was twenty-one, and I went to Citizen Bank Park for the first time, being post twenty-one, and like getting a summer love with the with the logo on, with the, with the little ball on there, yeah. baseball on there. It's like baseball. So my, my whole goal with it is making it as baseball as possible. Now, James and I are we once we once we kind of get it made. It's it's in the it's in the it's in the hopper. Hopper. It's in the hopper. Well done. I was hoping you would go there. Um, it's in there. It's being worked on. Uh, once it's made, James and I want to have a high ho- high hops IPA release party slash watching affiliate. I'm game. so excited! I want I want it to happen right now, like now, dude. If I could fast forward 42 days, I know I would do it. So it probably won't be opening day, right? But we we'd be shooting for the Saturday, March 28th, um, a high hops release party. 
And the Phils play at six that day oh, in Miami, perfect. which means it's going to be a demoralizing loss. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Corey Dickerson's going to have at least three hits. Um, Jorge so, Alfaro and Dickerson carry the yeah. Marlins to a victory. Jorge Alfaro's only three hits this season, and people are like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, why would we let him go? Um, so One of them will be a 500-foot home run. Right. It's Hank Shaw of Arietta. Yep. Crap. Who's going to start that game, Arietta? Probably. Or F. Or F. Um, so, and thank God they changed the stupid – Schedule this year, so they're not off on the Friday after uh, Thursday opening. Day. I hated that. We're the dumbest. We talked about. It. I hated. It. Um, so it's in it's in the works. It is being made. I've already th- I've already thought of a logo. I've already thought of my pitch to Citizens Bank Park to get it there. Um, it's, oh, wow, I like that. I didn't even think about it. you're you're going the next step. Yeah, this is like at least five years down the road. I'm but so excited. I'm already there. Um, I want to make it the best beer to watch at a ball game. I'm so excited, man. I'm so excited. So let us know if you'd be interested in IOPS night. We're doing it anyway. Yeah, but, we'll be there. Yeah, Regardless, we'll be there March Jack 28th. Jack and I will be drinking IOPS watching baseball. And I met so. some IOPS listeners uh, last week at the brewery, which was cool, nice. which is crazy. It's in Aston, right? In Aston. Which is great. Galco. I Well, I thought it was going to be in Westchester or something. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to drive like an hour and a half to get there or whatever, yeah. an hour to get there. Yeah. So Emily ask. has already said she's going to drive me. So Beauty. Yeah, buddy. Beauty. Um, the other thing I want to address in my final thought is is there anything you want to say to the listeners? Oh, God. What did I do now? You talked so much on this stupid Eagle show <laughs> that no one cares about. And I could just imagine the High Hopes listeners were listening to this like, who, who, why, why is he talking about the stupid Eagles? Jack, didn't we talk about before having to fake it a little bit here and there, I mean, man? What yeah, are we supposed to do? It was so much Eagles. I was like, can you at least work in a Pavetta reference? I mean, why are you even listening? She was an interesting watch. <laughs> I don't think my my I don't think I said a word on it. Yeah, I I, I you, know, you want to hear the funniest part? I'm still in the watch like three episodes. You're, <laughs> so, you're, you're people all keep over. being like you're all over. I'm like I haven't really seen that much. So no, look at you being humble. It's not even that. Like I just I haven't had time. I'll watch it. And let this just you know for whoever may be listening, um, Amazon, we're open to being the voices of the uh, high, uh, the yeah. all or nothing Phillies yeah. edition. Just, Only ones that matter? High hopes, a, a documentary. A docu-series. A mockumentary. <laughs> More likely to be a mockumentary. Um, and my final thought. It's your sixth final thought, I think. final thought is I was thinking about this on the train in today. How ridiculous it is that, like, at the so, so John Minnell is not going to go over the luxury tax for the second wild card. With the deadline, they're probably going to be in position for the second wild card. And they're going to go over the luxury tax. And they're going to go over the luxury tax. It's exactly tax. what's going to happen. He's, and he's going to pay like $2 million or whatever it is to, to go over the luxury tax. Rather than just doing it in the offseason and making them better from And getting Street. an extra 100 games out of that player or whatever, 90 games out of that player. Like, why would you want that? Why? So. And then maybe you're in position for the first wild card or for the division. I don't know. So. I know. Very stupid. Yeah. They, that, <laughs> they've not done well. The whole managing of this. <laughs> we think we can say that pretty good. Go, Phils. Rate and review the podcast. It makes Jack happy. Let us know if you're interested in IOPS night because we're going to be there. And we'd love to see as many people there as we can. And we are going to start talking about High Hopes Night at the ballpark soon, too. We're doing two of them. We're going to do two. So we're going to do an earlier season one, a later season one. So we're going to pick a date soon. We're going to talk to our people. Cindy Webster. And we're going to figure this out. So, um... Keep your eye out for that. Apparently, Barsh is also making Jackie O shirts, so we'll see where that Jackie one goes. Jackie O shirts! Jackie O. I love it. I still can't get over that. So, 
Um, let us know. Hi, Hops Night. Please rate and review the podcast, especially this time of year. It really helps people find the podcast with baseball coming back and all that. Um, iTunes reviews, all that stuff. It really helps people find the podcast and all that. So if you love High Hopes and you want to spread High Hopes to other people, this is a nice way to help us do that. So for Fritz, I'm Seltzer. Talk to you later.